you're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled Bread of Life, part three of four. Enjoy. We just want you to drink deeply of God's love for you today and receive from him. We're in part three of a series entitled Bread of Life. And two Sundays ago, we started this series And we're talking about something that's very dear to the heart of God and something that's very important to the heart of God. And what is that? Your health, right? Yeah. Your health is really important to God. And why shouldn't it be? It's important to you, right? Sure, it's important to you. And did you know what's important to you is important to Him? Of course it is. What concerns you concerns Him. Isn't that great? So Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 48, that I am the bread of life. Last week, we looked at that word life. And we found, we read the definition for that word life out of Vine's Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament words. It's an amazing word. It's the Greek word zoe. I am the bread of life, and it means simply life in the absolute sense. Life as God has it. And this word is used throughout the New Testament. Jesus used it a lot. We found that Jesus came to give us life in the absolute sense. Life as God has it. And we've got to realize that and get in on it because not only does he want us to experience it, he wants us to freely give it to others. So we see in the book of Acts that Jesus' disciples continued what he began. So we ended last week, the last five minutes, we spent a little bit of time in the book of Acts. Let's pick up right there because we wanted this picture of this Zoe life to be really strong inside of us. If anything comes into our life contrary to this Zoe life, we know it's not from the Lord, John 10, 10, right? So we want to know what kind of life has God called us to? What is, what is this amazing life that we've been brought into? So in Acts chapter 1, by this point, Jesus has already risen from the dead. And he's appeared to his disciples for, for 40 days. And he's been talking to them about the kingdom of God. And he's just about to ascend unto the Father, and he gives them an instruction. He says, don't go anywhere. The promise of the Father is about to come. You're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So they listen to to, to his instructions. He ascends to the Father. They stay in Jerusalem. There's about 120 of them gathered in this room seeking the Lord, and the Holy Spirit comes. And they're baptized. They're immersed in the Holy Spirit, Zoe life. And they begin to speak in other tongues, they begin to celebrate, they begin to rejoice, and a scene is created in Jerusalem. And thousands of people we're going to see begin to gather around this scene. And they're wondering what's going on, and some begin to mock them and say they're they're drunk. They've been drinking too much wine. But in Acts chapter 2, Peter stands up, and he begins to share with them what's going on. And this is not the Peter of just uh, a few Years ago, this is the born-again, spirit-filled, in love with Jesus, having a real living relationship. This is the Zoe life, Peter, that stands up. And he begins to tell them that what you're witnessing is not a bunch of drunk people. What you're witnessing is the fulfillment of the prophet Joel. And that it's for you. 
And it's for your children. And it's for all who are afar off, as many as would believe. Look what he says in Acts chapter 2. If we can go there, Eden, to Acts chapter 2, verse 41. It says, so then, those who had received his word. How important the word is, huh? Were baptized. So if there were those who had received it, there must have been those who did not receive it, right? Those who received it were baptized. And and about 3,000 were added to their number. So there must have been a lot more than that there. Out of the thousands that gathered around this scene, about 3,000 received Peter's word. And about 3,000 were born again. Amen at Highway Church right here. Verse 42, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. There's the word again. So they received the word, and they continually devoted themselves to the word. Wow. And to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and of prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. That's what happens when you receive the word of God, and you devote yourself to the word of God. This sense of awe, this sense of Zoe life begins to fill you up, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who believed were, to, were together and had all things in common. So believing the word and devoting ourselves to the word brings us together. And it keeps us together. Isn't that awesome? So this is Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2. And then in Acts chapter 3, so in the midst now there are over 3,000 full of the Holy Spirit, living this Zoe life, full of awe, signs and wonders, all things in common, no one is lacking. And in chapter 3, Peter and John are on their way into the temple to pray, and there's a man asking for alms who's been lame from his mother's womb. And Peter and John look at him, and they say, silver and gold we don't have, but what we do have we give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And this man who's lame from his mother's womb receives Zoe life. And immediately his feet and ankle bones become strong, and he stands to his feet, begins leaping and praising God. And in verse 12 of Acts chapter 3, so here comes Peter and John the temple with this man just jumping up and down and praising God, and I imagine everyone just kind of turned, because I don't think that went on too much in the temple. But when Zoe life comes, you start jumping up and down, you start shouting, because it's a brand new life that no one else can give you but Jesus. So Acts chapter 3, verse 12, but when, so, so he, this man's healed, and Peter says to them, when Peter saw this, he replied to the people, men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Jesus has been doing this now for over three years. This is the life that Christ came to be. Why does this amaze you, right? Uh, as if, uh, why does this amaze you, or why do you gaze at us? As if by our power or piety we had made him walk. Peter is saying, health and wholeness come from Jesus. He revealed that in his ministry on the earth. That's what he did. He went about teaching, preaching, and healing. So why are you amazed? Haven't you heard of the life that Jesus has brought? And then in Acts chapter 4, well, actually, let's not jump. I'm sorry. Let's stay in Acts chapter 3 for a moment, and let's go to verse 16. So healing and wholeness shouldn't be surprising to us. It shouldn't be news to us. It should be common to us. That's what he did. That's who Jesus is, and that's what he's done. Now, in Acts chapter 3, verse 16, 
Peter's still talking. He says, on the basis of faith in his name. It's just that simple. Verse 16. It is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. Are you getting a picture of the Zoe life? This is the life in you if you put your faith in Jesus. This is the life in us. Okay, Acts chapter 4, moving right along. What happens? Usually what happens, anyone starts to receive Zoe life is religious people get mad. That's what happened here. The religious folks get upset because they're teaching and preaching Jesus. So they arrest them, Peter and John. They grab a hold of them. And now they're, on, they're, they're, being, uh, they're being tried, okay, for what they've just done. And let's look at what Peter says in Acts chapter 4, verse... Well, actually, they're, they're tried, they're, they're arrested. But even after they're arrested in verse 4, it says, Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. So they've gone to 120 to over 3,000 to 5,000. Amen, right here at Highway Church. And then they're examined. So even though they were arrested and taken away, people still kept believing, okay? So then they bring them before the council and they're examined in verse 9. And it says, Peter says this, if we're on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man as to how this man has been made well, let it be known. It's no secret. To all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. Verse 12, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by where we must be saved. Now, wait a minute, Peter. What is he on trial for? For the healing of this man, right? This man was lame from his his mother's womb. The, The people around there knew him. They saw him at the gate every day when they went into the temple. And now he's leaping and walking and praising God. And they want to know how he did this. We didn't read through all those verses just for time's sake. And so Peter begins to explain them. It's faith in the name of Jesus. But then in verse 12, he says, and there is salvation in no one else. Why is he talking about salvation? Because salvation and healing are synonymous. Same thing. There's two words used for it in the Greek in the New Testament, soteria and sozo. Salvation, soteria, uh, and saved is sozo. And they mean literally to be healed, to be made whole. Romans 10 and 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will, Jesus Lord, you will be saved. Sozo. Same word Peter's using here. You see, man's religion has told us that being saved means going to heaven someday. Nowhere in the Bible will you find that definition of salvation. Of course we'll be in heaven, but to be saved, biblically speaking, is to be made whole. And so what that, that religious teaching has done is robbed so many of experiencing the Zoe life in their physical bodies. Because they're not, they don't even think that's an option. But Jesus came and he demonstrated it in his ministry. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's talking about wholeness. This man was saved from his, his infirmity. He was made whole through faith in the name of Jesus. And he says, and there's no other name by which wholeness can come. 
There is no other name by which healing can come. And then we go to Acts chapter 5. So they say to the council, listen, you got to judge for yourselves. Is it better for us to, to obey you guys or to go on teaching Jesus? We're going to go on teaching Jesus. And that's what they did. They kept on in Acts chapter 5. And in verse 14 of Acts 5, it says, All the more believers in the Lord, multitudes of men and women, were constantly added to their number. Amen at Highway Church. Verse 15, to such an extent that even that they even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and pallets so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on any one of them. Also the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together. The word was spreading like wildfire, bringing people who were sick or afflicted with unclean spirits, and they're all being healed. And what happens again in verse 17 and 18? Religious people get upset. They don't want to hear about Jesus. They want to hear about their traditions and ceremonies and, and their doctrines and theology. But we're about Jesus here at Highway Church. We just want you to know about him. So they're arrested again. But in verse 19, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the gates of the prison and taking them out, he said, now this is an angel straight from God's throne, right? And we read all of these verses in Acts to get to this one verse. Verse 20, here's God's word to these men, these apostles in jail. Go, stand and speak to the people in the temple all the words of this Zoe. Life in the absolute sense. Life as God has it. Isn't that wonderful? This, I am the bread of this life. In the absolute sense, life as God has it. All right, now let's get into how to receive healing. Very important. How do we receive this Zoe life? And we established already that it's clearly the will of God. It's the ministry of Christ to make us well and keep us well. But even though it's the will of God, it's not automatic. And I've heard people say, well, not everyone gets healed. And, and they would agree to this, well, not everyone gets saved either. The will of God is not automatic. We, we saw that. We're not going to go back into that, but get the podcast of last week and the week before. They're free. They're online. And go back through that so you can be sure in your own heart that it's the will of God. Because even though it is God's will and Zoe life has come through faith in Jesus Christ, it's just that. It comes through faith. You have to believe it and receive it by faith. Everybody believes something. Right. Believing is not something unique to a Christian. We're called believers, but we all believe something. Yeah. What, no matter where you're from or, or what school of thought you place yourself under, atheistic, everybody believes something. Everyone believes something about themselves, about their family, about their workplace, about America, about other countries, about, uh, about their finances, about their health. But what we've got to do to receive this Zoe life is we've got to look at what do we believe about our health? What is the answer? What will make us physically healthy? And if what we believe doesn't line up with what Christ revealed in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, then we've got to replace what we believe with the Word of Christ, with the Word of God. And that's important to me because I grew up in a medical family, and I believed all kinds of different things about my health. 
But when I started reading the Bible, I had to replace what I believed about my health based on the medical profession, and I had to receive the Zoe words of Christ. And I found that it's through those words only that total health can come. So we replace what we believe with the words of Christ. And believing is not a casual thing. It's not a, a passive so-so thing. It's a proactive, assertive thing. Look what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. This is powerful. He said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been, what? Forcefully advancing. What? And what kind of men? Forceful men lay hold of it. Now, wait a minute. Force? Why forceful? That's a strong word. Because we're in enemy territory. We're living in a fallen world that's under the curse of sin. God's will does not automatically happen here. That's why Jesus told us to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We, we are to enforce the will of God. See, when you're, when you're in enemy territory, you don't go into enemy territory with a glass of lemonade and a lawn chair. You go in full battle gear. Why? Because bombs are going off. Bullets are flying. They're, they're, they're trying to take you out. And we've got to realize we have an adversary. It's not people. It's in the spirit realm. We have an adversary. Satan is an adversary. He's against us. That's what his name means. And, that, and the angels that fell with him, his demons, they have strategies to try and keep us from experiencing this Zoe life. But we defeat them by believing God's word. It's just that simple. So Satan is opposed to you being healthy. He didn't want that lame man at the gate to be whole. He'd rather have him stay there the rest of his life asking for alms instead of fulfilling his destiny. But thank God the word of God came. So this Matthew eleven twelve 12 is very powerful. It reveals to us the nature of Jesus' faith, this Zoe faith. It's forceful. It's not rude, not towards people. It's aggressive. It seizes and it takes. Let's look at this in action in Mark chapter 5. This is the faith that we need to cultivate to experience this Zoe life. It will not come automatically. You've got, to, you've, got, you've got someone in this earth who's resisting you. You've got the curse of sin all around us. We need a power greater than that. In Mark chapter 5, verse 27, it, this is talking about the woman with the issue of blood. It says, when she had heard of Jesus... She came in the press and touched his garment. What do you think she heard about Jesus? Exactly, of course. She didn't hear that, that you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you might get healed, but we don't know if it's his will. She heard people are getting healed through faith in Jesus. This is a woman that, had, that realized she had no other options. It was Jesus or, or that was it. And she heard about him, so she presses through this crowd, this mob of people, why? And verse 28 tells us why she went to all this trouble. For she said, and Matthew says she said within herself. She didn't tell other people. She talked to her body. You've got to talk to your body. She said to herself, if I may but touch, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. 
That doesn't make any medical sense. If I touch this man's clothes, what are they, Calvin Klein? Doesn't matter. Right? She's, putting, she's not putting her faith in his clothes. You understand what she's doing? She's putting her faith in Jesus. Verse 29. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Verse 34 of the same chapter. Jesus says unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Guess what that word whole is? Sozo. You may have a translation that says, Thy faith has saved you. I want you at Highway Church to get the word saved, salvation, and made whole and healed all in, in your... Yes. It's the same. Yes. In the Bible, it's the same. Your faith has made you whole. It's saved you. If you confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart, God raised that you will be made whole. Okay? That's, that's Mark. Now, um, Jesus and that woman, that was a, a real-life event. That was a now-in-this-earth event. And I say that because, again, religious teaching will tell you that when you get to heaven, well, then you'll be healed. Well, you need to know you're not going to need any health in heaven because there's no sickness in heaven. See, a provision is made for a soldier when he's active duty, when he's in battle. That's when you need the provision. We need health. We need supernatural provision for our health now. We're not in heaven. There's nothing opposing God in heaven. We need the life of God now. We need health now. That's why Jesus came now. That's why Jesus healed this woman now. That's why Zoe life is now. So it's so important to understand that the special provision that God has made for us during this period is through his son, Jesus Christ. We need it now. So let's look at another example of this type of, of faith that seizes and takes. Let's look at Matthew chapter 15. So the faith that we need to cultivate is a is an proactive, assertive, aggressive, forceful, seizes, takes, it refuses to be denied. All right, Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. Now behold, a woman of Canaan, Syrophoenician woman, didn't have a covenant with God. She came from that region. She cries out to Jesus saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. But he answered her not a word. Here's a great opportunity for her to quit and go home, right? She could very easily conclude at this point in time that he doesn't care or that it's not his will. But she had faith that will not be denied. So she didn't turn around and go home. She kept on calling to him. His disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away. She's crying out after us. Verse 24, Jesus answered and says, I wasn't sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she comes. There's another opportunity she could have turned around and went home. Well, I'm not one of the lost sheep of Israel. I don't have a covenant with God. He's not even talking to me. But she didn't. This is the kind of faith that, we will, that grows in us when we, when we look to Jesus, okay? She kept her eyes on Jesus regardless of the situation. So she comes and she worships Jesus now. Another powerful way to experience Zoe life. And she says, Lord, help me. And in verse 26, he answers and says, it is not good to take the children's bread. He's speaking of healing, bread of life. It's, it's, it's the basic 
part of our diet, the children's bread, and throw it to the little dogs. Another opportunity to just turn around and walk away. Clearly, it's not God's will to minister to this woman. Clearly, it's not God's will for her daughter to be well. No, faith doesn't quit. Faith will not be denied. She said, yes, Lord. She's not arguing with him. She's acknowledging he is Lord. Whatever he says is true, but she knows he's good. Somehow she knows he's good because she's heard about what he's done, just like the other woman. And she knows there's something, there's something deeper than, 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 than I need to get from this man. She says, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. In other words, I just need a little crumb. I'm not asking for a covenant. I'm not asking to become one of Israel's uh, chosen. Or, or one. All I need is a little crumb from who you are, a little crumb of your Zoe life, and my daughter's going to be made whole. And verse 28, Jesus answers her and he says, woman, great is your faith. I think the Greek says mega faith. Let it be to you what? Yeah, as you, do we have it up there? Let it be as you desire, right there. How about that? As you desire. There's no mention of his will there whatsoever. It couldn't be done to her as she desires unless it was his will to do it unto her as she desires, right? And her, and her daughter was healed from that very hour. So these are a couple, and there are others, pictures of, of that faith that we will get in our hearts that will be cultivated in us as we just look to Jesus. See, when you receive Jesus, he gives you faith. Did you know that? We've, we've all been, faith has been deposited in all of us. And it's cultivated and it grows as we look to Jesus. It's not cultivated and it doesn't grow through man's religion. All right? So this faith that we need to experience this Zoe life, it's, it's a 100% thing. And it, it, I like Hebrews 11.1. 1. Let's put that up there. Hebrews 11.1. 1. It defines faith for us. In the NIV, it says, now faith is being sure. I like that. Of what we believe, what we hope for, and certain of what we do not see. So it's, be, it's absolute confidence. You may not have absolute confidence right now in terms of healing. And I can relate to that because there's a time in my life I did not. And there are times when it's challenged where I have to build my confidence up again. But when we cultivate, when we, when we just look at Jesus and we get his words in our heart, this confidence comes and it rises to a point where we can't be denied. So we're, we need this absolute confidence. Because we're in enemy territory. And we need a weapon that's greater than our enemy. And that weapon is faith in Jesus. 1 John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. I like that. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What? Our faith. Notice it didn't say what Jesus did on the cross. It says our faith. Right? What he's done is done. But we've got to believe it in order to overcome. That's right. That's right. See, our faith is what opens the door to who he is to come into our lives. And we're talking in this case about physical healing. So we become strong in faith. Now we're back to John 6 by eating Jesus. John chapter 6. Let's go back to our, the scripture that, that this series is built on. John chapter 6, verse 47. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has zoe. Endless, constant, perpetual, 24-7 
life. Verse 48, I am the bread of Zoe. Life as God has it. Life in the absolute sense. Jump down to verse 51. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever, and the bread also which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Now, we're not going to read the whole chapter here, but at this point, a bunch of the crowd is getting offended. They're like, what is he talking about? Even some of his disciples at this point decide to leave Jesus. They think he's talking about, he's talking about eating him. They think he's talking about walking up and chewing on his shoulder. That's not what he's doing. They're thinking religion. They're thinking natural. Jesus is talking about a spiritual reality. And he clears that up of it or just stuck around in verse 63. He says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Chewing on my shoulder is not going to help you. The flesh profits nothing. The words, it's the word of God. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Why is that so important? Because the word of God brings the life that we need to be healthy. See, ultimately, sickness comes from the spirit realm. I mean, you can take anyone who's got a condition and diagnose them medically and, and try and trace different things, but in reality, it's deeper than what's going on under a microscope. It comes from the spirit realm. And the ultimate solution to that is Christ, is faith in the word of God. So Jesus is giving us insight into this Zoe life. He says, it's the words. The words that I speak bring this life. The words that I speak are spirit. Physical health comes from the spirit. Okay? So the force that we need, the life force that we need, that's greater than sickness, that's greater than disease, is faith in the words of Christ. All right? In fact, the word of God is the most potent remedy. It's the most health-producing substance you could ever take. Nothing compares. There's no medication. There's no drug. There's no treatment that can even come close to the power and life of faith in the Word of God. Proverbs 4. Let's look at that. Could you pull that up, please? Proverbs 4, 18. My son, attend to my words. Notice in all these scriptures, there's an emphasis on the Word. All the way through Acts, they believed his word. They gathered around the word, right? Attend to my words. God's big on this. And don't think of the word as a, as a sermon in a church. Think it as the heart of God, the expression of life that came out of God's heart. That's all words are. They're expressions of what's in our heart. So don't think religiously of a sermon. Think of the heart of God flowing towards you, the life of God covering you. Attend to, the, attend to my heart. Attend to the expression of my heart. Incline your ears unto who I am. Next verse. Let them not depart. Let who I am, let the expression of my heart and life towards you. Don't let it depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Next verse. Look at this. For they are life. There it is again, just like John 6. Jesus talks the same way. They are life unto those that find them and health. Powerful Hebrew word there means the cure. The medicine, the cure, the remedy. Health to all their flesh. What's your flesh? This stuff, right? God's word is health to all of our flesh. That's why the devil wants to keep you from hearing the word of God. 
He wished that woman never heard about Jesus. He wished these people never heard about you. He doesn't want Highway Church to be here. But it doesn't matter what he wants. We're here anyway because God's brought us here. And we will prevail. The word of God will prevail in New England in Jesus' name. So the devil, I want you to know, he will try and dilute the word of God with doubt, with fear, with religious tradition. Jesus, the word of God in the flesh, said to the religious leaders, the word of God has become of no effect in your life because of your tradition. That is an amazing statement. The word of God that framed the universe, limitless in power, can be of no effect in our lives. It all depends on what we believe. Wow, that makes me want to really know the word, really get into the word. I don't want God's word to be of no effect in me. I want it to have limitless reign in my life. I want it to flow through every cell of my body. So uh, we're receiving the word of God. How do we do it? It's really simple. And you may have heard like 10 steps to being healed. Or Forget all that. Forget that. It's really, really simple. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Speak with your mouth and believe with your heart. That's it. Man likes to add steps to that. God keeps it simple. I'm so glad. I love my God. I love Jesus. Really, speak with your mouth and believe with your heart. We speak the promises of God to our body. And we believe in our heart that they are working in our body. Let me give you some examples. I'm going to go through these scriptures. You can write them down. Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. And then we're going to speak these together, okay? Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Isaiah 53, 5, that's what Matthew's quoting. Read it to you out of Isaiah the Amplified. He was wounded for our transgressions. This is Isaiah 53, 5. Bruised for our guilt and iniquities, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us, was upon him, and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. I'm going to give you all these, and I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. Isaiah 26.3, message translation. Check this one out. People with their minds set on you. You keep what? You see the heart of God there? Completely whole. Of course, that's his heart. John 7.38, he that believes on me... As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And Proverbs 3, 7 and 8, this is right after 5 and 6, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Verse 7 says, uh, um, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Just keep it right there on verse 8. Uh, fear the Lord and shun evil. And look what verse 8 says. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. So what I've done in my life, I, years ago, when I would find the, this, this word, I'd be reading through the scriptures, I'd find that thing. Man, I'd write that down in a notebook, okay? And I would just go over that thing. And what it developed into was a confession. In other words, something I would say regularly to my body, okay? So let me give you an example. We'll take these scriptures. So based on these scriptures that we just read, I would say, body, Jesus himself took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses. 
And with the stripes that wounded Jesus, you have been healed. So let's just repeat after me. And not talk to your body, not to anyone else, okay? This is how to receive it. It's very simple. Talk to your body. Body, Jesus himself took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses. And with the stripes that wounded Jesus, you have been healed. Say it again. Body, Jesus himself took your infirmities bore your sicknesses, and with the stripes that wounded Jesus, you have been healed. Now, as we're saying, I'm imagining the life of God just flowing through my body. Just as you're saying that, you're believing. That's the believing part. Believing are spiritual eyes. enables you to see things you can't see. That's what Hebrews 11.1 says. So you're speaking the word of God, and it's kind of like one of those sci-fi movies when someone's glowing or something. I just imagine this life force, this life just like I'm glowing green or something, you know, and just, just radiating through my body, all right? So you say that. Let's pick another one. Let's, let's do uh, uh, Isaiah 28.3. We say, um, Father, I thank you. You keep me completely whole. With the stripes that wounded Jesus... I am healed. Body, God the Father, keeps you whole. Completely whole. Completely well. We're going to go on to John 7. Rivers of living water flow through every cell of my body. Rivers of living water flow through every cell of my body. Every cell. Are you seeing it? You imagine it? Okay. Every cell. Every tissue. Every organ, every system, I am the healed of God. With the stripes that wounded Jesus, I have been healed. My body glows with health. My very bones vibrate with life. Jesus took my sicknesses. He took my infirmities. He took my diseases. With the stripes that wounded Jesus... I have been healed. Rivers of living water flow through every cell of my body. My body glows with health. My bones vibrate with life. I am the healed of God. I'm strong and healthy, full of life, healed and whole. The life of God flows through my body 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Every week of every month, every month of every year, I am the healed of God. Rivers of living water flow through me. My ankles are strong. My knees are strong. My hips are strong. My shoulders are strong. My neck is strong. My bones are strong. My joints are strong. My nerves are strong. My tendons are strong. My muscles are strong. My spine is strong. My circulatory system is strong. My heart is strong. I'm strong in Jesus. I'm full of the life of God. Jesus is Lord of my body. Jesus is Lord of my body. Woo! Just keep on going, yeah. Listen, I'm encouraging you to cultivate this in your life. I began doing this in the mid, early to mid-96, I think. 
And I, I went from, uh, from to having to have my meds and my, my little things and I needed, I thought I needed, to, to walking in health without any aid for about 18 years. There's sometimes I had some challenges, but they were overcome through faith in the Word of God. And to me, that's huge because I came from a medical family. I, my dad was a pharmacist, sister, a physician. I could have any drug I wanted. And my dad bring home all kinds of stuff. And I had my stuff next to my breakfast bowl. You know, not, not only that, but vitamins, all that stuff. And to go from all that to nothing but Jesus. Hallelujah. And not to have to have my little bag when I travel. Hallelujah. And just to have him. And I'm stronger and healthier than I've ever been in my life. And I was very sick for, for almost half my life before I learned this. So I want to encourage you in what we're going to continue next Sunday, okay? But I want to encourage you to cultivate what we just did. Go over the, the scriptures that I just shared. Get the podcast of the last two Sundays and really cultivate this. It's something I do regardless of how I'm feeling. I'll be driving somewhere to the store and I'll be saying the life of God flows. I say it for my family now because I'm, I'm married and have a family. I say it for all of us. The life of God flows through our bodies. We're healthy and strong. We're rivers of living water flowing through this family. Nothing can or shall in any way harm us. We tread upon the lion and the cobra. That's, all, all, that's from Psalm 91. I've got a bunch of them. But I've got these, these things now that just continually operate and flow out of my mouth from my heart just by getting this word in there. And, and you know when our children, when they go for their regular checkup, uh, the, the doctor says, what? I, your children must live in a bubble. The only time I see them is when you bring them in for a checkup. And we do. It's the word of God. It's the shelter of God. It's the shelter of God. And I probably could count on one hand or so the number of times our children have had to deal with an illness. And our oldest is going to be 16 in August. And God is good. And, and, and he's come through every time. So that, so, but you need to know that about you. And you, that faith is cultivated by doing what we just did. And if we had time, we'd do it longer. Okay? Father, we thank you so much for your word today. We thank you for this Zoe life, that it's accessible to us by faith. That we don't have to pay you a sum of money. We don't have to get in line. We don't have to call and wait for hours on an and go through an auto attendant. But just call on your name. Just put our faith in you. And the who you are shows up in us. We thank you for this new life. We thank you for who you are. And we receive your Zoe life. We receive who you are in our bodies today. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus is the bread of life in the absolute sense, life as God has it. Cultivate your faith by looking to Jesus. Eat his words, speak his words with your mouth and believe them in your heart and let the Zoe life of Jesus reign in you. In Jesus' name, amen.